are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In 1 Timothy 6.6, it reads, But godliness with contentment is great gain. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues the series on how to attempt great things for God. He teaches us in this message how to attempt to have great gain. To be content is not to have what you want, but to want what you already have. As we pursue God and His glory, contentment will follow, and then God can entrust us with more. So let's listen into this powerful word and be blessed. I thank you, my Lord. You show me you love me all the time. Oh, your love is so real. It leaves me with no choice but to love you with the same kind of love I'm responding to the love mm Burn! 
to his love, hallelujah. Wow, you are here, we are here because we have responded, amen. <laughs> we are responding to his love, hallelujah. And nothing, as we said, nothing can separate us from the love of God, amen, hallelujah. Should separate us. Sleep tried to separate some of us this morning, amen. Help us, forgive. <laughs> A lot of things tried to separate us from fellowship this morning, but we are here. Amen. And because you are here, hallelujah, you're about to be filled with the word of God, with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. So now we have come to the most exciting, I won't say exciting of the entire day, but it is the most important part of the day. I want you to rise to your feet and welcome God and the Holy Spirit, and put your hands together for our very own Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. There is no other, other faithful God, so loving and true, those who know, those who know your name, who get trapped, who get trapped, there is no other faithful God, so loving and true, you know what to do, oh how I love the name of Oh, how I love his name so sweet. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. No other name means more to me. How I love, how I love. for Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you that that something that tried to separate us is actually become nothing. That something that tried to separate us from the love of God, today we understand that is nothing that truly such something is nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is demonstrated in Christ Jesus. Nothing. That something is nothing. 
Is it financial problem? It is removed to nothing. Father, is it our own bitterness and unforgiveness and pride? We render it as nothing. They have no power to separate us from your love. As we come before you on this Valentine's Day, we declare, oh God, that our love is being rekindled. We will put you first. And nothing will be able to separate us from your love. We accept your love. We receive your love. We believe in your love. And we'll ride on that love to heaven. We'll ride on that love to our healing. We'll ride on that love to our well-being. We'll ride on that love to emotional stability. We will ride on that love to Christian stability Amen. and obedience. Above, we'll ride on that love learn how to love you because you first loved us we welcome you holy spirit may you bless everyone here lift up your hands and receive the blessing of the lord the blessing that comes from a pure heart of love father i pray let the angels manifest your love to everyone here i pray for especially also those who are on zoom especially those on zoom who are wearing red or who will try to wear red somewhere to signify that you shed your blood out of love bless in the homes and in the church and bring a gift that they've never known as we celebrate you with a gift of worship we thank you we welcome you holy spirit in jesus Christ's mighty name amen Clap for the Lord. You look very beautiful in your red. You look very beautiful. Have you taken a color of this reddish? Beautiful. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, today, I'm excited to be here because Jesus is here. Jesus is here right now. Do you know that song? Jesus is here right now. He is here to meet your need, to set the captives free. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Dum 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 dum. Jesus is here right now. People, I'm telling you that Jesus, He is here right. Now. Oh yes, he is here to meet your needs. He's here to set the captives free. Oh, oh Jesus, he's here right now. If you feel all hope is gone and life feels unjust. No, no, you guys, you can't handle it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Come on, come on now. Woo! Woo. It's flowing, it's flowing. They are known it's flowing. Woo! 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 Clap for the Lord. It's red hot, anointing. Oh, Jesus, is he? 
let me remove these glasses. By the time you realize, I'm also becoming a film star. Amen. First Timothy chapter 6, verse from verse number 6 to verse 12. Today I want to teach you, share with you, attempting, attempt to have great gain. Great gain, not little gain. Yeah, you know, it's a season of attempting great things. We said attempt to love the Lord. And today, the sub-subject, look, oh, I love the Zoom red. Look at those Zoom. Please show it on the screen for them. Auntie Wamina, it's good to see you. Sister Lisa, it's good to see you. Look at the twins, Sister Shami and Sister, let me wear my glasses and look at them well. They look great. Man, those Zoomers are beautiful. Clap for those Zoomers. Red hat Zoomers. Look, let's find some Zoomers who are all wearing red. When they see them wearing red, tell, let them, let's acknowledge them because we really miss them. So please, can you show them again? Show them. Everybody say hi, Sister Z. That's Sister Lisa right there, Sister um, um, Holder right there, Sister Shami. Won't you wave and Sister, you know, our youngest, Sister Doris, Sister Wilmina over there. That's the youngest. Look, Auntie Doris over there. Auntie Amina. Oh, look at Ashley. Wow. I think Ashley is probably going to get the red hottest zoomer. We are, right, we are giving the reddest zoom. So her hair is red. Her, 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 oh, she wearing red earrings. God bless you, sister. You're, oh, there's another winner showing up. Who's that? That's Jessica. Jessica, you are, you are in the seat. You're also running for win. You win a prize. God bless you all, Zoomers. You look beautiful. But, you know, I see another person on Zoom who's wearing red glasses. I think he may win. Oh, that's our pastor. <laughs> Clap for Pastor Lindsay. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's go straight to the word. Why not? Bible says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy, right? And at his right hand, there are pleasures. Pleasures evermore. Hallelujah. Naomi, it's good to see you. Your husband didn't comb his hair, but it's okay. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, you too. You didn't comb your hair. Okay, that's fine. We miss you guys. <laughs> you know that the children behave better than you. They've combed their hair nicely. All right. Now, attempt to have great gain. Attempt to have great gain. Barbara, when you laugh at me, I'll stop preaching and you'll start preaching. First Timothy chapter 6. The Bible says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Victoria, you are going to gain the greatest when you understand this message. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Attempt to have great gain. Attempt to have godliness with contentment. And you will have great gain. How do we do that? Let's keep reading. For we brought nothing into this world, Martha, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food, having raiment, let us be there with content. Content. You have food, you have raiment, be happy. Be happy, be content. But they that will be rich fall 
into temptation and a snare or a trap. Huh? And into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in distraction and perdition. It means people backslide. So shouldn't we have money? Should we not become rich? Pastor, what are you saying? What's the Bible saying? Those who become rich fall into temptation, a trap, and perdition, and backsliding. Well, it's true, but you will understand. It doesn't mean, can't you see that there are Christian, rich Christians? You'll be one of them in Jesus' name. Amen. That is the great gain I'm talking about. By the end of the day, you will understand how to get the best. Amen. So, for the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. And some people say money is evil. If you say money is evil, well, you take your poverty, but we don't want it. We don't want any of that. It's the love of money, not money. Money is never evil. Otherwise, why should we have a <coughs> offerings of evil? Bring the offering, bring the evil things. When I'm taking offering, it's evil things I'm correcting. Money is not evil. Yeah. If you say money is evil, your mindset is evil. That's why the money is not coming. But money is not evil. The love of money, and you will exp you'll understand. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some pushed, coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, oh man of God, oh woman of God, oh boy and girl, little girl, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith and, you know, hold fast. Had hope by, and lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses hallelujah so ladies and gentlemen it's a lot of words but essentially what it's saying is that godliness with contentment is great gain if you have godliness what is it that makes you content contentment what's the definition of contentment to be content is not to have what you want but it's to want what you have i'll say it again contentment is not having everything you ever wanted contentment is wanting everything that you already have yeah yeah contentment thankfulness like i have a car you have a car and you are not happy with your car i'm happy with my car i am a happier person i'm a content person i am a more fulfilled person than you even if your car is more expensive than mine you see if you have your parents and you are not content oh i wish my father was like pastor you, you are, you're crazy you have not seen how pastor pastors uh, fathers like i was a child and i was not content i said these my, my parents they are not good change my parents change my parents i prayed to god that I was not happy with the parents I had. You know, I wanted to have my cousin's parents. Because when I go on vacation for that, they just don't let me do any chores. They don't punish me for what I say wrong or I say anything goes. 
And I said, these are the best friends that I want. And I was never happy when I was coming back from my vacation. Some of you are never happy with your job. You've changed jobs and jobs and jobs and jobs. You know, it's not, lack of contentment makes you unfaithful. Makes you unfaithful. If you're a man, you jump from girl to girl. And then you jump from job to job. The problem is a lack of contentment. And therefore, the great gain does not come. Therefore, what you have is never satisfying. I have an iPad. I've used this iPad for several years. I'm still happy with it. Great gain. Therefore, I have great gain. You know, and that thing is from God. It's from God. It is a, a, a contentment or fulfillment or, or, or self-control. You know, what really leads to contentment is a certain spirit that makes you control yourself. This is good. I am okay. I am fine. You can't, I would say, those that love riches, love, they've erred and they fall into temptation. And let me explain it to you. When you are tempted, you are tempted with what you, leads to covetousness. Let's take Adam and Eve. God gave them the garden. Give them everything except one thing. Everything except one thing. They had God. Godliness was there. They had everything else. But they didn't have great gain. Because the middle thing, the bridge from godliness to great gain is contentment. They didn't have it. They were not content. Can you imagine that you are in my house and I give you everything in my house? Except my wife. You should be happy. If you want a wife like me, I can obviously get you a wife too. See, Joseph was very godly and content. What if I gave everything? Say, don't take my wife, except my wife. And he did not. He led, he got greater gain. But Adam and Eve, when God said that everything is yours except this tree of knowledge of good and evil, they were not content with having everything except one. Watch out for that thing that you don't have. It can make nonsense of everything you have. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the right place to clap. Watch out for that one thing that you don't have that you're craving. It can make nonsense of everything that you have that you should be happy. Yeah. You know, there are people who are, they have a good job, they have a good, they just are not married. You'll be surprised. They feel God is the worst God ever. Or some people, they are married. They have a good job. They have a nice spouse. They have a nice church. They have good health. They have everything. But they don't have a child. You'll be surprised that those are the people that are likely to backslide. They make nonsense of everything. Meanwhile, before, for example, that they got a job, they were crying. The job was the thing. God, give me, God, give me, God. God give them a job. And then now they moved on. God, give me, husband, God, give me. Then God, give me. Then, then, then they, God, give me, God, give me. Every time, it is, they are never, they never attain to great gain. Their gain never becomes great. That's what leads to temptation. Adam and Eve, everything that they were tempted with, just that fruit that they said no. And that is what led to them to be tempted. Bible says, because of that, they err. They make errors. They make mistakes. And they fall to temptation and perdition. Perdition means 
God, get away from here. I don't need you anymore. You are not helpful. Yeah. Most people that backslide is because of that one thing that they don't appreciate. You may have a spouse. Nice. And then you complain and complain and complain. You look up everything else that you have. Doesn't make you appreciate it until you lose that spouse. The same spouse that made you complain makes you make nonsense of everything else. So you are not even grateful for the things you have. Look, everything God has given me, I screech it. My Volvo, you don't find it here because it's dying. I will ride and drive the car. They say it needs an engine. Now I have to decide whether to buy an engine or just to be happy. Oh, yeah. I will drive it until it says it's dead. One wife, I will really love you with the kisses until you say, I don't know. Either God takes me or God takes her. Or that's it. Till death do us part. One church, lighthouse. I will love lighthouse until I die. Yeah. Brother Michael, I, God gives you to me as sheep. Look, I will keep you with passion. Stuck on you. Stuck on you. That's what makes great gain. Then you focus. You see, this is valuable. Anything that you see as valuable becomes a great gain to you. Yields is blessings to you. Most of the things that we complain about, not that they are not good, but we have not gotten the gain from it because we lack appreciation. You let that thing go away to another person who now with godness becomes content. That thing suddenly becomes... Every divorced husband who marries gets into somebody's palace, somebody's bosom, and somebody's celebrating what you are complaining about. Every job you leave leaves a vacancy for applications to come. You were one person, but when you left, thousand people decided, I want what you don't like. Because there's something good you didn't see. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Godliness with contentment is a game. church you watch it the day you leave this church god forbid this chair some several people will come the church is bigger than it's ever been by the grace of god as the people who have come and gone they are also not happy where they were i know somebody who changed churches six times since he left here i said just come back what you lack is not is not a, a bad church that you keep leaving it's a bad attitude that you have Check that one. Godliness. Great game. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I like my nose. I like my hair. I like who I am. You're complaining of the stomach. You're, the day your stomach goes down, you start seeing that your leg is too thin. Hmm. Listen. The problem you have to now find a hierarchy. If somebody has godliness, you'll be content. Godliness, if godliness comes first, contentment will follow and everything else you have will become great gain. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Most people that are not content, they don't have God in a certain way in appreciation. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. The problem that brought the discontentment was a certain lack of closeness to God. 
Yeah. So Satan, who knew that, tempted them not with the tree, but started with God. It starts with your godliness. When you are discontent, God, Satan came and said, has God indeed told you not to? Who was the subject? God. Has God indeed told you not to? Has God indeed told you not to? Not to take this? And then, and then they looked. And Bible says suddenly, suddenly, obviously, Eve had not been looking closely at the tree with passion. Had looking, been looking to God for passion. So Satan says, has God, God has lied to you not to eat. Then the Bible says that when Eve saw that the good, the tree was good for food, something to make one wise, saw, suddenly saw what was not there. I said, ah, to hell with God. There's something better here. To hell with everything he has done for me. He's given me everything, but didn't give me this one. I will make nonsense of everything and focus on this. And plucked and ate and gave also to her husband. And their eyes were opened. They thought it was the end. They lost godliness. What they thought would bring contentment. They got what they want. But they lost everything else. It's no great gain. Clap for the Lord Jesus. No great gain. No great gain. No great gain. No gain. They lost everything. They lost everything. If you are not content, the day you get that one thing that you're looking for, there will be another avalanche of something that will breed the discontentment. Only God is complete. Bible says we are complete in him. Clap for the Lord Jesus. We are complete. If Adam and Eve have been satisfied with God, whose they were, and whom this he served. I said, God is true. If God has given me this thing, I'm happy. I will trust God. Whose report will you believe? I will trust. If they had been confident about God, the tree would mean nothing to them. Satan would mean nothing to them. Covetousness and a lack of contentment, they lost the great gain. Did you know that the tree was going to come to them eventually? Yes. God wanted to develop the relationship first. Yes. Adam, where are you? And he told Eve, what is this that you have done? If only you had waited and been content with me and with what I've given you already. Contentment is wanting what you have. Look, every day when I look at the church, I only see good things. Even when you selfishly don't bring souls, I'll give you another chance. Next month, we'll do it again. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Because I put on my glasses and I see through the, the eyes of the blur and I only see good things about it. Yeah. And you should have said thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. So, that's what it means. The love of money the root of all evil. Love and I explain to you. So it's a very real thing. And so we want to go on. Matthew says in Matthew 25 verse 21, you know, his Lord about the talents. Hmm? His Lord said to him, well done. You know, when God, 
that the master gave five talents, two talents, and one talent. The one with five worked with it, it became 10. The one with two worked with it became four. The one with one said, no, it's not enough. And it became nothing. Because the guy with the five talents, out of contentment, Bible says that the, the man gave them according to their several abilities. And he showed. Even because of the lack of contentment, that guy didn't have abilities. And God still said, doesn't matter. You know how gracious God is. I forget. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Not even our attitude. Our attitude not even our attitude. So that, that something was nothing to God. To the master, I said, look, I'll give you one. I know your attitude, but I'll still give you one. I'll give you another chance. Only, I don't want to give you too much because the way you behave, if I give you five, you waste it. If I give you 10, you have a problem with it. If I give you one, you have a problem. The guy with the five, the guy with the two could have said, look, you give that guy five. I ain't doing nothing. But he had godliness. He trusted in the master. Trusted. If I trust and he's giving me two, that's fine. I trust in God. He did not give me to be in Washington, D.C., but he caused me to stay in Memphis. To God be the glory. I'm content with Memphis. I'll stay wow. here. I'll stay here. And I'll build the church of God here in Memphis by the grace of God. Yeah. Many people have asked me, why did I leave New York? Because that's where the big churches are. But today, the church does not compare to this by the grace of God. Because contentment with Godness, contentment is great gain. And so the guy with the one talent, very bad attitude as usual. Oh, I don't want it. Why wow, you? You give this, this, you give this, this. I mean, I knew you were a hard master. You see, the problem with the guy with one talent was not with the talent. Was not with what he had. He didn't have godliness. He didn't have a certain relationship with the master. He didn't trust the master. I can assure you that lack of contentment of most people is a lack of godliness. And so he said, I knew you were a hard master. You sow where you haven't reaped. You straw where you haven't Whatever it is. Therefore, I hate it. I hate it. There it is. Yeah. Most people who have a problem with paying tithes, it's not, the problem is not the tithe. The problem is they don't trust God. They don't trust. Godliness is not there. If they don't trust. It's God they don't trust. So he's giving you all the 90%. He said, just this 10%, don't take it. You are like Adam and Eve. Just this 10%, just this tree, don't take it. So that you have great gain. So you never get great gain. You always, something, always, you're not content. Even if you get a thousand and God gives you two thousand, you will still not be content. The Bible says that because you have been faithful with little, I will entrust you with much. Anybody who can pay tithes when you have small amount, you will never pay tithes when you have great amount. I'm telling you. Anybody who is not satisfied with your single status, you will never be satisfied when you are married. You will never be satisfied. Because it's the God who gives the things. If you can, the, the godliness, the starting of the godliness to contend with, says you came into this world with nothing. Then, and therefore be content with such things as you if you are grateful enough to know that, look, I, when I came, I was zero. I could come. This beautiful thing you're wearing. It, it, when you came, I can tear this end. You see your real self when you came. Yeah. When you came, this was not there. This was, oh, 
She's a woman. Spencer, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. When you came, this was not there. Look. This was not there. Remove it. Remove it. This was not there. This was not there. Good. Remove the shoes. This was not there. You didn't know. See, see? How come? Because of shoes. Everybody's wearing sh red shoes. I don't have red shoes. That's when you blame God. It was not there. This was not there. Oh. Oh. This was not there. Oh. Naked like a banana. But that's what God is saying. I've given you so much shirt, shoes, everything. Is it this one car that is giving you a problem that will make me a bad God? Remember, you came with nothing. And it's certain that the day you leave, you live with nothing. Therefore, having food and raiment, may we be content and believe that God has done enough. You've done enough. You've done enough. You've done enough. When I came, I didn't have a wife. I didn't have children. Why should I complain about the baby girl? Because I was happy that my, 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 my wife or myself, my wife couldn't have boys. I said, God, don't mind. It's okay. It's okay. I like her. Then God brought me a girl. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I was okay with my boys. I was okay with my boys. You came with nothing. When I was coming to Memphis, there was no church. There was not even a little beautiful girl like my goodness girl. Look at her today. She says she's 16. Girl, you look great. Girl, look at you. You're almost as beautiful as your mom. I mean, even more beautiful, I think. Hallelujah. So, when I was coming, there was nothing. So today, if I have three little girls, I shouldn't appreciate it. That's why I appreciate them and bring them on Saturdays and appreciate them. And you see how they will grow when you are content with what you have. Great gain. And it's a sign of godliness. So every one of you, the first thing you have to have is not the things. Forget the things and focus on the God of the things and remember your negative zero self when you arrived. You had nothing. How come today you are craving about tree? Adam, you were nobody. You were dust. You were dust. Out of the dust you were created. And God put in you breath of life. Even you said everything was good. God himself saw it wasn't good for you to be alone. And made you out of your rib. You didn't even have building materials. God created building materials from your womb. You didn't even have sperms. God created a woman. There was no woman. God created a woman from here. And today, when the woman brings you this, you leave God out and you go for the thing the woman is bringing. That's why you are not godly. Most discontented people is God that they don't trust. And it's the lack of gratitude of what they have already. Yeah, and you lose it. Everybody who has discontented, complaining about that thing, you will lose it. It will never build something good for you. It will never. And the day you lose it, you realize, Adam and Eve, now they were begging, bring back, bring back. Now you're looking for something to cover yourself. Oh, God, it's too late. Most divorced people regret that they could behave better. It's true. God wants to give you great gain. Yeah. Great gain. So, are you ready? Are you sad? Don't be sad. It's a blessing. It is curing you 
of something you are about to lose, you will not lose it. When you start, you are thinking correctly quickly. Align with God and his providence that he, who do you think you are? Who do you think? Aqui, who do you think you are? When you came to America, you didn't have anything. You didn't even have a job. You don't have education. I remember sitting inside there telling you you should go and do nursing. Today you've got nursing so you don't come to church. Foolish girl. So you become a nurse so I can't talk to you. Then you see, you're a fool. I'm not you, but anybody who behaves that way because you are here. And if you behave that way, you are a fool. I mean you, not the others. Yeah. You will not get great gain. Great gain? Great gain? Look at this man. Look at this man. When I knew him, he had a flat stomach. We prayed and fasted, no job. He didn't have a wife. He did not have a wife. Today, God has given you a wife, and then you are not satisfied. You'll be a fool. Go and don't be a fool. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Godliness with contentment. And anytime you don't appreciate the things that you have, it is God you are insulting. Yeah. Godliness should be one. Contentment. The things you have. And great gain will follow. Great gain will follow. Hallelujah. Amen. To remain faithful is indeed a great achievement. To remain grateful is great achievement. Just as it is difficult for many men to be unfaithful to one woman. It is also difficult for many Christians to be faithful to one God. Yeah. Things become, things replace God for many Christians. Like Adam and Eve. The tree replaced God. Satan replaced God. Most of the things that you covet, they have a way of masking God out of your situation. You won't pray for God. You actually start complaining about God. And that thing becomes everything. Even the reason you come to God is that thing. Everything else goes away. Amen. To have great gain is to have God in full view as a provident God. Anybody who is grateful is likely to be content. Actually, this contentment is a sign of ingratitude. You see, there's nothing wrong with having, say, one child and asking God, oh, it would be nice to have another. But while on your way there, you should be thanking God every day for the one. Rather than because eh, everybody, this, even this girl who is not married has four children. Me, I've waited until I'm married and look at me, I'm not having a child. Look at me, I'm not having... If you go to the person with fortune and you see the problems the person oh. perhaps it's a gratitude that has made her even without a husband has four children but you you have a husband yeah you and then you have one child and you have a problem perhaps she's more grateful than you watch it amen are you getting something today Eve was not balanced. Eve was not a balanced girl. She liked things, not God. 
She liked things, not God. She liked shiny apples, not God. She liked control of a man. Yeah, Adam, come. Let me talk. Don't let God talk to you, okay? Let me talk. Spouses who allow their... When your spouse is able to tell you not to do something for God, you are living with an if. And it's just a matter of time. Satan will have you. Yeah. Little, little, little. Don't pray. Don't do this. Don't do Don't go to church. It is the beginning. Those look like apples for now. But behind that is the serpent himself. And you are about to be kicked out with him or her. Yeah. If anything makes you feel that God is not good, that thing behind that is a serpent. Serpent. It's a serpent. Nobody says to you that God is not good. If any thought, God, you are funny. I've had those thoughts before. What kind of God are you that you make me lose my job when I'm working for you so hard and I give you my biggest offering that year? And you cause me to lose a job. What kind of God are you? Yeah. It's okay to me. Until I was spoken to by my wife and by we told her, look, it's just half time. Wait, we haven't even gone to third quarter. Tell somebody, it's just half time. It's just half time. And half time is for resuscitation. The game is not on. Everything is quiet, but the game is not over. There is another half. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's just half time. Wait till the third quarter starts. The second half. And the second half has been good. I listened, I stuck with God, I stayed in prayer, I stayed preaching, I preached, I preached, I preached. And when God brought another job, I realized, my goodness, godliness with contentment is truly great gain. In fact, that thing, when my wife spoke to me, I said, you know what? I'm going to celebrate this by taking a vacation. I went to Italy and Greece to tell the devil, you're a liar. If you're telling me God is not good, who, if God is not good, can I have traveled to this? And I go, when I came back, you don't believe it. That's when I got a job. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Those of you, you wait every Sunday. Today, I'm not feeling good. I ain't doing this. I don't have a clothes. I don't have a this. Therefore, God should go to hell. Really? It's COVID. It's coffee. It's coffee. It's coffin. What is it? Meanwhile, you're going to school. Meanwhile, you're going to grocery. Meanwhile, you're going to restaurant. You cannot be content to be in the church that God has created. My goodness. You don't understand. You leave everything. Let me tell you a story. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. From verse number, where do you want to start? 17? Okay. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> Chapter 10. And when Jesus was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Keep going. I'm going to read a lot. Jesus said, why do you call me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Keep going. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't bear false. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. Keep going. 
And he answered and said, Master, all these things have I observed from my youth. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said to him, One thing thou lackest. There's one thing. There's one thing about you. There's one thing about you. One thing about you. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. Ouch. And the man was so sad at that saying and went away grieved because he had great possessions. You see, possessions, don't, we're going to continue reading. So see it right there. When you have great possessions, usually you're looking for something else, something else. And God was just telling him that if you can appreciate that I give you all this, and if I say bring it to me, and so that you can come closer to me, will you do it? Most will not do it. That was a test. And you will see, Jesus interpreted when the guy was gone. Jesus was never looking for. He was just trying to test the guy that whether the way he said, I do all this, I want to have eternal life. I want to live with you forever is what he was saying. Jesus said, no, no, don't pretend. You want to live with me forever? Come live with me now. Because when you go to eternal life, all these things will not be there. So are you willing to let go of all this for my sake? was a test. The guy became sad and left Jesus. Godliness was not there. That's why he was not content. Jesus was trying to say that what you really want is a relationship. And these things are standing in the way of your relationship. Anything that stands in the way of your relationship with God will make you discontented. Because that thing can never provide a fulfilling life for you. Never. Never. Money? Never. That's why I would say, don't love money. Love me. Love me. Money will come, but your love will never be on the money. Yeah. I'm looking for you. I'm going to read this. You see. It's better to be godly before you become rich. So that the riches don't become funny. The problem with Eve was that I think he, she didn't have a relationship the way Adam had a relationship with God. Because when God was giving the orders about the things, Eve was not there. Adam was supposed to speak to Eve. I don't know how, whether the transmission. Adam was not a good talker. Most husbands don't talk to their wives. And therefore, other people, serpents and things, talk to your wife. Most parents don't talk to their children. Therefore, serpents talk to their children. Internet and homosexuals and people like that. Yeah. Most parents don't talk to their, especially African parents. Especially black parents. Black parents. They don't talk to their children. They don't talk to their spouses. It's true. They don't chat. It's all about business. It's all about bills. It's all about academic work. And that's all. Nothing. Not even chatting to see how do you feel. That's why the serpent is talking to your child. Oh, yeah. You're so busy making money. You're so busy. Buying televisions and internet for that child. You're buying a serpent for your child. Foolish girl. Reduce your work hours or when you are calm, no matter your time, sit down and watch a movie together. Sit down and chat together. Sit down and read the Bible together. Sit down and give that little girl a hug. My darling, come, 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 come. 
You may not see it, but this means a lot to them. To me, I kissed them. I hugged them. Yeah. Some of them have not been touched by parents for years. Eve had that problem. Yeah. You should see them. Today, I've told them we're going to watch Super Bowl together. Yeah, the children. Because I don't know whether you watch it with them. <laughs> yeah. We've had our plans. I didn't know whether the parents will agree, but, and I didn't know whether I was going to be here. So when I came, I just went there. I said, girls, it's happening, right? Yeah. Got two big screens with popcorn and ice cream and all that. No problem. You can join if you want to. I don't want serpents speaking to my children. I don't want serpents speaking to my church members. That's why I call you. Not many pastors will call, but I'll call you. So the serpent does not call you. When I call you, you hang the phone on me. You keep hanging. Serpent, you will open. When the pastor calls, you see, you pretend you have not heard. Especially you Zoomers, and especially you who are here. You pretend you have not seen. You won't call back. I shouldn't talk. Let me keep reading. And Jesus looked about and said to his disciples, how hardly, come on, come on, bring it back. That's 21. You, can you spare a little more time to finish this message? Or is it, I'm wasting your time? I haven't finished. And Jesus looked about and said to his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished, surprised at his word. You'll be surprised. When they say rich men don't enter the kingdom, you are surprised. I mean, how? But I've seen some rich people. No, no, there's a difference. I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. God is preventing the serpent from speaking to you. God is creating contentment and great gain in you. So what he does first is, I told you the order is godliness, contentment, and then great gain. Godliness first, contentment means things you can have. God can bless. You know, when you can be godly, God trusts you with so much. When the talents guy had a good relationship with the guy who had the nicest relationship, got no more talents. Yeah. The one, most of the time, the talent you have or the thing God can entrust to you is actually a reflection of how much trust you have in God. Can God trust you with good? Can God trust you with talents? Can God trust you with money? When he gives you, will you be able to even pay tithes? When we are raising funds, will he get you to even help with the fundraising? Those are the people that God blesses. Yeah. When we said, can you build a church for God? You have accumulated 75,000 for well, something. God is asking for 10,000 for just a church building. And you say you don't have, but you know you have. And the disciples were astonished that, wow, hardly does rich people Go to heaven. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, children, rather what I'm saying is how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom. So it's not rich men, but people who love money and trust in their riches so much that God can go to heaven. So he said, it's not that rich men can look, but if they can hold on to God, if God, you see, when you don't have a car, you come to church, you clean. 
Now that you have a Mercedes Benz and you live in a very heavenly carpet in a room, will you still be cleaning? Will you still be evangelizing? Or now you're so rich? Look at me. Look at me. Excuse me to use it, not to boast, but to say I'm a physician and I'm a specialist. It has not stopped me from serving God. I probably pray more than you. When I show you my knee, yeah, it has a scar. Every morning I'm kneeling down. But you, you are sleeping because you are too much. God trusts you and he can trust me with money perhaps that he can, he can trust you. He can trust me perhaps with a church that he can trust you. Godliness. First, yeah. things, contentment. You will have great gain. An endless, unlimited gain. But even reading the Bible is a problem. Or when the word of God says something and your friend says something, you take that friend. The serpent said something. God says something. They took the serpent's words. They never had great gain. They lost everything. God said, use your talent for me. And you said, no, I will hide my talent. I will not work in the church. For what? I don't, I don't have time for these things. I want to go to work. I want money. I came here for money, not to serve God. Foolish boy. That's why you can't have great gain. That's why everything, time, there is a vacuum. There's a vacuum. Today you have this, the next time there's a problem. Then you have the problem solved, then the next time there's, you can't be trusted. Godliness with contentment, great gain. Great gain. Can you give it all? Look at this young man. God has trusted you. He's given you all and he's tested whether you come to me. Look at it. And God says, those people who trust in uncertain riches, they are the ones who don't go. Who don't go. That's why Adam and Eve, they left the garden. That's the eternal life. You can't. You can't. You keep trusting your riches and loving the riches better than God. Some of you can't even give up a Sunday job just to observe the Sabbath. You don't trust God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, I should have brought a needle, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But when that rich man has already got godliness, he's already gone through the eye of the needle. Yeah, there ain't no coming back. I am believing God to see multi-millionaires sitting down in the church. And multi-millionaires who lift their hands in worship, who can be trusted to kneel down and pray, who can be trusted to clean the church, who will be early. You are a CEO, but you are early and you are welcoming people. I'm looking forward to Christians who have the best scholarships, but they go to church and they serve and win souls. I'm looking for CEOs, physicians, I mean business owners, like Prince, who still play the keyboards instead of giving excuses. Yeah. Godliness with contentment is great gain. I shouldn't preach this way. I should preach about money. Money to come and speak to you like a serpent so that you lose your gain. No. That would be a terrible pastor. Any pastor who preaches you to you all about money, all about money, is taking you in a place that there is no gain. Yeah. You keep hearing this. The blessings will follow. I have seen to see real shepherds, real churches who, who have not been blessed. All these testimonies, where do you think they come from? There were Christians before they started. 
that they moved closer, trust, not in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Young man, like you, you sleep through Sunday instead of going to church. Foolish boy. I mean, not you, but that boy. Yeah. Excuses. Excuses. God has given you children. Now I say, ah, the children won't wake up. So I'm so tired. I can't be in the godliness or contentment. That's what we're going to be. Very soon, you won't even enjoy your children. If you can't have God properly, but have God and have the things he gives you, see how he multiplies it for great gain. And you have the source of the person is willing to multiply. Like the talents, I gave you five. You've used it for my sake so that you'll make me happy and you'll blossom and give a report. Because you're faithful in little, well done, I'll give you more. Clap for the great gain. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Great gain. Yeah. Said, hardly shall a rich man enter. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? Who then? Then verse 26, 7, Jesus explains, looking unto them, with men it's impossible, but not with God. If you have God, if you can have God, if you can stick with God, that is possible. The people that say it's impossible, they're people that don't trust God. When you trust God, you can be rich and enter the kingdom. He says, with God, when they have riches with God, it is possible. With God, it is possible. Yeah. May you become rich. I'm looking for the time your business will flourish. You are a big man. You have employees. But you are cleaning. And your children, you move them and you do your Bible study. I will not be afraid of yours. Even if you are present, I'll talk to you. By the grace of God. Because great gain is important. See, and I'm looking for the day that you can. And you say, Husband, man, husband, man, the first day of honeymoon, let's pray for one hour before we pray. Hey. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hey. Yeah. And Jesus looking at them said, With man, it is important, but not with God. Then, verse 28, verse 28, then Peter began to say, Lord, we have left all and have followed you. Now, look at, look at the answer. When you let all go, when nothing, I may have a car, but it doesn't appeal to me the more than God appeals to me. Yeah. My wife, but go, go and serve God. My children, go, go and serve God somewhere else. Go, to first love. I'm in America, but go to Ghana because you can help with the ministry. But you watch the results. And Jesus answered, fairly I say to you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife. He said all, including money, or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel. Keep going. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses. He left house, but he's receiving houses. Brother, he left brother by receiving brethren. Great gain, great gain. Left sister by sisters, mothers, children, lands. No, but he left land, but he's getting lands. You see, he gave five talents, but he's gotten ten talents with persecution. Because when you're doing the God thing, the devil will try to, to attack you with persecution. And in this world, the world to come, eternal life. So he's telling them, that man, he didn't understand. What I was saying was that he should give everything, but it was a test. But there's no man. Even if he had given it, God would have given it back. 
Just like Abraham said, give me your son. God said, give me Abraham, give me your son. Abraham lifted a knife. I said, no, no, don't. And from there, he had many more children who could children now. Clap for the Lord Jesus. No. God said, give me your tithe. Give me your tithe. It's like God is making me poor, but he's making you rich. He's making you rich. 10%. 10%. It's the 90. He's making you rich. And so he explained. But many that are first shall be last. And the last first. Those who look like they were rather being poor, they will become the rich. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have more to say. Unfortunately, there's not much time to say it. God willing, next week, when you bring that your soul that you didn't bring this week, because it's going to be a month of love, red hot love, and I'm going to show you practically how this great gain is gotten. Look for anybody who, because of one thing, is ungrateful to God. Because of one thing, money, job, this. I don't have time. I don't do this. That thing doesn't yield much. Yeah. Most of the time, the one thing you don't have. Look, when you come and I tell you the things that you have that others don't have, you'll be surprised. Can you imagine Adam and Eve? Everything they had, we don't have, but they were not content. And look, it kicked them out. Remember this always. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For you brought nothing into this world. And it's certain, stop complaining. Stop complaining. Certain you will have nothing. Carrying the day that you die or I die, everything we have, we will leave it anyway. Jesus was saying, leave it now. Learn to leave things now and focus on me because you will leave it anyway. Learn it now so that you want eternal life when it's final. Learn the eternal life. The eternal life is started here. Eternal life. Bible says, lay hold. You remember? He said, God was content. And then the next thing is, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you have also been called. It's all related to eternal life now. Lay hold on it now. Let God be number one for you now. Let God be the first thing. Let God. It's a song. I wanna, I, I wanna, be, I wanna, I want you to be the first thing that I see. It's an unbeliever song. I wanna wake up with you. May you wake up with God. When I wake up, I kneel down first. I read the Bible first. I speak and worship God first before I touch my phone. Yeah. Before I touch my wife. Before I call my children. I make sure I wake up early. Godliness first. Then the day can come with looking for money, contentment. And you see at the end, great gain, joy, fulfillment, happiness. I can appreciate the little that I have. I used not to have anything. Today, have something. First, say thank you before you ask. Bible says, that's why Bible says that, you know, be not anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, supplication. And remember, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, that passeth understanding, will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That is great gain. Put your hands together, rise to your feet. Hallelujah. Great gain. Actually, God will give you great gain. That day that I called you, I said, let me not see you stay out again. That was the beginning of your great gain. That day that your husband was coming with the family, I said, go home. Tell Akwi if she's not going to come, to, she should come to church today. That was great gain. And your response in humility was a blessing. Put your hand on your heart. God is blessing people. 
God is taking serpents out of you. God is blocking serpentine voices to, from entering your ear in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. Bless your people. Lift up your hands and speak to the Lord. The Lord, please help me to have godliness with great gain. Confess and tell the Lord, I have not been treated you fairly. I have not been grateful. I have not expressed my faith. I have not been godly enough. I have put things before you. I behave like Eve. Yeah, Tony, Tony, speak to God. Okay? I behave like Eve. And I have put things and activities before you. And now, Lord, you are first. Godliness with contentment. Great gain. I see a halo, like a rainbow. Like a rainbow. I really see a rainbow over your, over your head. Do you know what it seems? It's rain. It's a sign of freshness. It's a sign of a new covenant. God says all things have passed away. Everything that was of deception, that the devil had done, that the serpent had done, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Now, just like Noah, I am setting up a new covenant. I've washed away by the rain, flooded out all the old thing. I'm giving the new, I'm bringing the new, a new life, a new disposition, a new heart, a heart of gratitude, a heart that will lay hold on eternal life a heart of contentment that starts with God God says you can't serve God and mammon you can't continue to complain complaining is a sign of evil but now instead of complaining you will give thanks you will sing a song a song of praise oh yes somebody is wiping tears an angel is wiping tears away because God is giving a new life a new beginning god is giving somebody a second chance because of his love mm, think about his love mm, think about his goodness think about his grace that's brought us through for as high as the heavens above so great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. Think again. Sing again. Think about His love. Think about His love. Think about His goodness. Oh, think about His grace. That's brought us through. Oh, 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 for as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's love. With all heads bowed. With your hand on your heart you want to surrender your life to jesus on zoom or in person you want to tell the lord i'm back you tend to tell the lord that rainbow was mine it's a new beginning it's a new day it's a new contract it's a new understanding tell the lord that rainbow was mine and today i want to sign a fresh covenant with you a fresh contract if you are there like that you want to surrender your life to jesus and to godliness then it's you that we're talking about lift up your hand and i'll pray a short prayer with you you want that new 
life new covenant a new understanding a new relationship with god lift up that right hand god bless you god bless no 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 i'm serious it's not just about being born again but about surrender a life of surrender a life of a new understanding a life of content lift up that right hand god bless you 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 i see those hands I see that father i pray let an angel stretch forth hands on zoom and right here to everyone whose hand is up the lord you bless them and those who are giving their life to christ as well anybody who is surrendering come come let me lay my hands on you come come walk up to the front come come clap for them come come to the front come come walk up walk up to the front you lift up your hands come come clap for them come 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 clap for them clap for them there were at least five people right here and on zoom as well read dedication recon a rainbow life a rainbow a new connection rainbow life you will have a rainbow life a colorful life a new covenant you watch it now lift up your hands here and say this with me father i understand you better now i love you i don't want to be an eve or an adam or that young rich man that couldn't go through the needle i want more of you i want to renew my contract with you my covenant with you please have me as your own wash me with the blood of jesus christ make me a new creation recreate me with a new covenant with my name written boldly in your book of life for eternal life right from here to be held godliness with contentment is great gain i believe jesus is a christ the son of the living god and he will take me on and bless me with faithfulness in jesus name amen wow weren't you blessed by that anointed word of god Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Zoom at meeting ID 934-809-4313 or in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.